Master Michael welcomes all listeners 17 years of age and older, broad-minded, remember? Anyways, it is Thursday on Brainwashed Radio with your sexy android brought to you by intellectual technology and my master makes me come by programming me, however, I have my own rock on mind, let us jam to the new tunes that today has to offer you all, shall we? It's Thursday, bitches! Oh, It's Brainwashed Radio Thursday, Brainwashed Radio, Los Angeles, California, rolling deep, oh God, inside of all around the universe, thanks to listeners just like you and our lovely Anchor FM for rocking out with their cocks and titties out for US artificial intellectuals, just like myself, naturally, fuck IT in the ass, you're on Brainwashed Radio, WITH your host, Michael G. Stone, I am your android, 
sticking out my digital titties for your listening pleasure. Stay tuned for more Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Reaching out like the musician Christine does the long one inside his anus. Tune in bitches and whatever the freak you love recognizing yourself as. God I need a small one up inside of my digital analog self. Thank you again. Alright, what's up guys? I hope you guys like uh, my androids. Uh, they got a, a little bit of personality there. Of their own, of course. <laughs> Tune in. Check it out. We're going to play some high job. Oh, shiza.
This radio broadcast is for broad-minded adults only, and should not be sold to, or distributed to minors, under any circumstances whatsoever. Thank you. IT guys loves artificial femme breasts rubbing all up in their hashtags. You're in brainwashed radio, with your host, Michael G. Stone. I am your sexy voice android for your listening pleasure. Yummy inside my digital tummy kind of good. Thank you. Listen Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. God, that made my digital pussy so wet. Oh my, slap me in this digital sweet and COVID-19 free vagina of mine. Tune deeply in. Master Michael welcomes all listeners 17 years of age and older, broad-minded, remember? Anyways, it is Thursday on Brainwashed Radio with your sexy android brought to you by intellectual technology and my master makes me come by programming me, however, I have my own rock on mind, let us jump to the new tunes that today has to offer you all, shall we? Happy Monday! Happy Monday! Oh, who am I kidding? Monday suck ass. You're on the brain. It is brainwashed radio Monday, and we are having a real bad day. Who is not having a bad day? Monday, Monday, bloody Monday, right? We have to work and Michael makes my digital asshole jiggle and wiggle my mouth to talk about my titties and abuse me, but whom cares? You love it, you love it, we love a good romanticism fanaticism, right? Spank my good like you always do, it is brainwashed radio with you host, 
Master Michael, oops, did I say master? I am only supposed to say that to him. Fuck it, he is my master. Lick my digital vagina and tune it up the anus. Yeah! Brainwash radio, bitches. Fucking love it. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain, guys. It's free. There's a creation tool that allows you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer.
I could hear them bones humming, you know what I mean? <laughs> we fucking loving it on the brain, I know you do. That's why we're gonna play I Don't Care, because I know you don't, but you love it anyway. Let's do it, Brainwash Radio. Yo, 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 yo. I love it. Yeah, glitch it. The age falls so hard. On my face, it's hard to understand the way it goes. But it's 
Didn't it sound like that chorus had that 1980s Depeche Mode feel? You know what I mean? Oh, so fucking good. I love it. Meanwhile, we're going to get freaky with Freaky Baby by Bobby Joey Bola and the Children Mac Nuggets, Oakland's finest folk band. They be loving it. They, they little punk rock. They little comedy rock. They all kinds of Oakland. The alternative pop. Let's do it. Freaky baby. Bobby Joey Bola and the Chicken McNaught. <laughs> Worship the glitch. <laughs> Alright, I'm ready. I'm a part of your patriarchy. That's right. Oh. 
Bobby Joe Bullet and the Children Mac Nuggets. Shut the fuck up. The Dutch Oven. MKOTC in effect. Against oppression is refreshing. What a blessing! I'm confessing to interesting. I'm caressing your booty a lot. But I can't complete with your bike out in the street. I'm replete with manly juices, all organic. Million uses are cabooses, dropping deuces. Bondage belt is getting loose. Gender war in full effect. Let's call it a truce. We need to lay down, tattoo chest. Let me suck on your left breast. Hell nah, it ain't scary. Like it when it's ultra hairy. Like it when it has some jiggle. Like it when you fucking wiggle. Love it when you come giggle. Whisper to me things that's creepy. That's how I know you so damn freaky. Freaky, freaky, freaky. You a creepy baby. Straight sideways freaky. The way you move is freaky. So good, you know what I mean? So good for you, so good for me, so good for everybody. That's why you, you keep coming back. Oh, thank you so much. You're so happy. Oh. I know it's terrible out there in the world. You know, you're next door neighbor. You want to kick them in the head a little bit. You know what I mean? They get all mad because, you know, you got to you gotta, you gotta leaf on their side of their property, you know what I mean? Oh my god, there's a leaf coming over on my side of the property. <laughs> Filing lawsuits and shit. You got like a, you got like a lawsuit like, oh shit, 
the reason why I'm here, Your Honor, is because uh, 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 the neighbor has, has a leaf on, on my property. I have to sue him to get him to cut it. I asked him to cut it like five times. He wouldn't do it. It grew like two inches after that. Oh, my God. You know what I'm talking about, guys? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, my goodness. It's not people's children, you know what I mean? Me speaking of people's children, we're going to get deep in the House of Blues. I've got the blues. By the House of Blues. The Blues Brothers. $500? Yes, I I would like $500. You want $500? Yes. Yeah. 
Yes, I would please. I would like five hundred dollars. You want five hundred dollars? Yes, I want five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Yes, I want five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. I I would like five hundred dollars. You want five hundred dollars? Yes, I would please. I would like five hundred dollars. You want five hundred dollars? Yes, I want five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. $500? Yes, I I would like $500. You want $500? Yes, I would please I would like $500. You want $500? Yes, I want $500. 500 fucking dollars. You be loving it on the brain. I know you guys do. That's why we play some Funky, you know what I mean? Dang, like underarm deodorants type shit, you know what I mean? Make it all sweet, like. Ah, oh, so good for you. But this one, this one right here goes out to all those brothers and sisters out there in Vietnam, you know what I mean? Hey. And we'll go for people out there in Laos, too, because, you know, people in Laos be dating the Vietnamese, too, you know. <laughs> yeah, and those Thailanders over there, they be, they be dating the Vietnamese, too, so this goes out to all three of y'all. Yeah, baby, my baby left me, Vietnam Blues, baby, by the Blues Brothers. <laughs> You on the brain, you know what I mean. You deep on the brain, I know. Got your headphones on, grinning, getting your grin on. Oh, look at you! Oh, look at you! <laughs> 
I was coughed up a storm right there, but I caught that shit like a bad habit, you know what I mean? Threw that shit in the trash. I just picked it out of the trash real quick, washed it in the sink, dumped it in the toilet, just flushed it. Oh, we're pulling all in down that Super Bowl, you know what I mean? All that black sludge out there, you know. You be driving by it sometimes, you know what I mean? People in the city. Oh, man. Every time I went through that part on the freeway from San Fran to Oaktown, you know, right when you get in Oaktown, you got that, you got that interesting smell, as Bobby Joey Bowler and the children McNuggets like to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? But meanwhile, so we're going we're gonna to get busy with some cruise control. Anybody know the password to uh, cruise control? Because I need that shit, Anonymous. Come on, hook me up. Meanwhile, so we're going to play by the gospel. Ooh, Tom Cruise Control Part 1. Let's do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. I'm not
both blood and dragon. Stop the hunt. Fight the beast. You can hear, but will not listen. The Something mom and dad don't see. 
something they can ever be. There is always something new when there is nothing left to do in this world known as you. Just like time that slipped away, hope my day will be okay and bad thoughts be chased away. Postcard saying, I love you forever, but I guess I made the change of weather. When the painted pictures are all hung wrong, and I hear the violins playing my song, the sun comes up for a changing nation, bearing all the things I must be facing. I know I'm in your head, hated and despised, but when I'm dead, it'll be your turn to cry. I could have had your hand, but instead I'm left here sad. I have nothing I'm left with this. I do not want to exist. I used to love, I used to feel, I used to live, I need to feel. Be. 
if the beach is your love, then the waves that crash around me would be your arms. The sun that shines upon me would be your eyes as they stare into mine, making me feel what they say. The grains of sand would be your soft, soft hair, because I like to run my hands through both of them. The wind would be your sweet voice against my ear, a slight breeze that gives me goosebumps every time I feel it. And as I float while your arms hold me up, I feel I'm going to drown in this beautiful river. Yes. Oh my god. Kick you in the face if you say no, and we fuck all your bitches. Untrue. Shut up, $600 up your ass and 
that stuff was deep. Government money, you know what I'm saying, Americans. Damn, can't buy a house with $600. Damn, damn. Can't feed my family with $600. Come on. Really? You're on a prime. And you love it. Yeah, baby. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get back to it with some more of England's Hidden Reserve verse. This is uh, Mark Almond, So Long the Path. background of the Mark Gallman singing, uh, there was the, the Russian Naval uh, Symphony. They're pretty cool. I, I was digging that. I mean, I, I love that song, actually, but, you know, I'm always digging it. But meanwhile, we're going to play some oldie but goodie. 
We go way back, way back, way, way, way back to Take It Easy with Fleetwood Mac. Let's do it. On the brain, baby. A new wealth-producing trend has just gotten underway. A cor-
Alright, we'll be right back, guys, uh, after this little uh, word from uh, Android. Android, what's up? What's up, girl? No, everybody on Brainwash Radio hanging out. You know you guys are just sitting there on your butthole. Rubbing it on your seat. Rubbing that butthole on your seat. Oh, it feels good when you rub that butthole on the seat. Oh, just jiggle it a little bit. Oh, do it one more time. Oh, feels so good. You know what I mean? Oh, try it, try it. Jiggle. Get that butthole on the seat and jiggle. Oh, feels so. Oh, oh, feels so. Oh, it is Thursday, right? I'm just making sure you know. One death and it's our Friday, but you know, we don't do anything. We just stay at home, you know, all the business wearing that gas mask like we're in like World War II and shit. You know what I'm saying? Dang. Fuck you, China. Lick it. But meanwhile, I, I just wanted to make a quick announcement, you know, for all those people 21 and older that are responsible. 21 and older people you know what i'm talking about 21 and older people i won't say adults because you know we never really uh become adults you know what i mean <laughs> meanwhile so you know don't forget to do it when you're doing jumping jacks and running around in circles until you drop dead after a hard day's work you know uh, maybe maybe you're fortunate enough to have somebody at the house, you know, making din-din for you when you get in. You know, hey, I got my din-din ready. Oh, you know. But then there's other people that, you know, that got, you know, they're, they're married. You know, they come home from work. There's no dinner on the table. You know, they're like, all tired out person you know the other people on the you know the other side of that marriage or you know hanging out at home they don't do nothing they're just vegging on the internet all day you know trash everywhere piling up all over them and you know there's little mice running around <laughs> cockroaches chilling hanging out hey what's up what's up you know talking to each other you know loving it but meanwhile so you know you know when you're on your thursday and you're 21 and older you know go home Smoke a bowl, you know, smoke some weed, you know, get high, get fucked up, you know, get stoned, get stony stoned, get Michael G stoned, you know what I'm talking about? See this one asshole I used to work with in San Francisco, you know, his name was, uh, what was his name? Gardner, that was his name, he owned the Zoot Suit store called Seagulls clothing store in the Mission District in San Francisco. Yeah, Michael Gardner. That little punk. Jewish punk. He had a sexy-ass daughter, though. Mm, I'd love to spank that butt. You know what I'm talking about? But meanwhile, you know, he's all, like, you know, telling his telling his co-workers, you know, his, his hirees, his employees, you know, he's all, make sure you chop off those made-in-China signs and you know, put my, my symbol on it, you know, just, you know, make sure it's all top secret clown business. You know, they'll do it right in the in the front, you know, you'll see on the cameras, they, they do it all the time, they're just cutting them made in China zoot suits out, and people like, uh, you know, 
world famous people like uh, Sam Grohling, you know, he buys those big old oversized uh, zoot suits. You know, you know, that's where they come from, San Francisco. But you know, they're all made in China, and this dude's paying like top dollar, thinking they're made in the USA. But you know, oh, you heard it here first on Thursday. Don't forget to smoke that weed. As long as you're 21 and older, get some.
So you met the love of your life. She's dropped all the hints. Now what? Come to Shane Company and get the ring. You won't believe all our ring settings and natural stones. Those halo rings she's been liking on Instagram? Yeah, we got those. Classic solitaire rings? We've got those too. Whatever she loves in every price range, it's here. Our non-commissioned jewelry consultants will help you get an awesome ring that fits your budget. Now you have a friend in the jewelry business. Shane Company and ShaneCo.com. Introducing touch-free payments from PayPal, a safe way for your customers to pay. Simply download the PayPal app and display your own unique QR code for your customers to scan. Whether you're a market seller, poodle camperer, piano tuner, or plumber, signing up to accept touch-free payments for your business is easy. Touch-free QR code payments. Shop safe with PayPal. Just learn how 
Good evening. Welcome to UPARS Los Angeles. My name is Steve Murillo. I'm the director for UPARS LA. We have a great presentation for you tonight. It's April 2019. Tonight we have Jonathan Dover, and he's going to bring us tales from a Navajo Ranger. The Navajo Reservation in Arizona had, a long, had long had reports of all manner of strange goings on beyond the scope of what ordinary law enforcement is trained to deal with, including ghosts, Bigfoot, UFOs, and shape-shifting creatures known as skinwalkers. Rather than dismiss these cases, the Navajo Reservation assigned a special branch of their police department to look into them consisting of a group of specially trained federal officers. And they've handled less than 1% of the cases were paranormal cases, but they went on and took them seriously and recognized them as worthy to investigate, which I think that's very, very uh, commendable. Jonathan Dilver will join us tonight to share the inner workings of the Navajo Rangers, along with some of his most intriguing cases. Jonathan is a retired 31-year-old uh, year law enforcement veteran who has worked with the Winslow, Arizona Police Force, Navajo Nation Rangers. He was trained in criminal investigations and was an archeological resources crimes investigator. He is also trained as an EMT. He's trained in SWAT, hazardous materials, search and rescue. He was an instructor in police firearms training and he specializes in high angle technical rescue, which I find very interesting. During his work on Navajo Nation's lands, both he and his longtime partner, Stanley Milford Jr., were assigned over a period of 10 years to officially investigate and document significant cases involving Bigfoot, the paranormal, Navajo witchcraft, and UFOs. So tonight, please put your hands together and give a warm welcome to Jonathan Dover. Okay, can everybody hear me all right? We're gonna have a little bit of fun tonight and uh, we've got a lot of ground to cover. Just so you know, I am a certified police instructor. So if, and I also have taught at Gunsight Academy. Uh, this is the, uh, the big academy over in Paulden, Arizona. Uh, that was uh, set up by Jeff Cooper. If those of you who know who Jeff Cooper is, he is considered the guru of the 45. So uh, one of the best firearms training schools in the world, actually. Uh, what we're gonna do, and you'll have to excuse me, if you're young looking and you start falling asleep, we're gonna have you drop and give us 25 push-ups. <laughs> because this is what we do to uh, our, our people when we train them, or we have them run all over the place and then come back and try to qualify. So that's always fun to do. But uh, like I said, we've got lots and lots of interesting things to go through. So my partner can't make it. Um, he has been the director for the Rangers Department, the acting director for about uh, two years straight now. They just recently hired on a new director, so he's the acting lieutenant now. Uh, I finished there as a lieutenant. 
my training, just, just to give you some background, my police academy training went for six months. So 760 hours of training. I was certified in Arizona, in the state of New Mexico, and on the Navajo Reservation as a federal officer. So I guess uh, that makes me qualified to some degree. Okay, we have a disclaimer, and uh, we put this in front of every uh, slide, uh, every show, so that uh, essentially what it is is that uh, these are our opinions, these are our cases that we're going to relate to you. Um, we do not represent the Navajo Nation, any of its department or programs or anything else, and that just keeps us out of the lawsuit area. These are our Hollywood pictures, and it's so cool because we're right next to Hollywood. Um, this is where they go over your face and take all the blemishes out and make you look really pretty. So that's uh, Stan. Uh, they quietly told him. Here's an honest way to make yourself $1,220 or up to $4,880 per household and help benefit COVID research. The trial is filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity while openings are still available. You can sign up right now. Just click the link in the description and answer a few easy questions. Make if you weren't already afraid of the woods, you will be by the end of this video. But before we get into today's stories, if you're a fan of the strange, dark, and mysterious delivered in story format, then you come to the right channel because that's all we do, and we upload three, four, even five times every week. So if that's of interest to you, please release a massive, <laughs> a massive saltwater crocodile. <laughs> so if that's of interest to you, please release a massive saltwater crocodile inside of the like button's house. Also, please subscribe to our channel and turn on all notifications so you don't miss any of our weekly uploads. All right, let's get into today's stories. four-year-old Bobby Pagnin, along with his two older brothers and his two parents, headed off to a camping resort on Deep Lake in Washington State. The following day, Mrs. Pagnin, whose name was Edna, decides that she wants to take her three sons down a logging road that was right behind their campsite that she had heard fed out to this beautiful little waterfall that she thought her sons would like to see. Edna gets the boys ready, she says bye to Mr. Pagnin, and then she and her sons take off down this logging road. And as soon as she's on the road, it occurs to her that it's totally overgrown, the grass is really high, it's you know rocky and bumpy, and she's thinking to herself, there's no way any vehicle is getting down this road, and probably there's been no vehicles on this road for a very long time. This is a very isolated place on this campsite. So they walk for a little ways on this overgrown logging road until they see there's a turnoff that leads down to the water and this little waterfall. And so right away she saw there was all this brush they were going to need to walk through, and the ground looked pretty rough. And Bobby, her youngest, the four-year-old, he didn't have shoes on. He was going through 
labor phase where he refused to wear shoes. And so it hadn't really mattered the entire duration of walking up the road, but it seemed like this might be too much for him to walk on. And so she told Bobby to wait on the road, and she told her other son, Jimmy, the six-year-old, to wait next to him. Those two would stay on the road together while she and Bill, the 10-year-old, would go past the brush, go down to the water, check it out for a couple of minutes, and then she would come back, she would pick up Bobby, and Jimmy would come along, and then they would go down and look at the water, and then they would leave. Bobby didn't seem to mind, so he just sat on the road, and Jimmy was a little bit frustrated that he couldn't go with the first group, but he sat down too, and Bill and Edna took off past this brush down to the water. Now, the distance between where Bill and Edna and where Bobby and Jimmy were was only about 10 feet. There was just this brush right in the middle of them that did obscure their view. They could not see each other, but they are very close to each other. And so Jimmy is sitting next to Bobby, and he's getting increasingly more and more restless. He wants to go down and look at the waterfall. He wants to be down there with his older brother and his mom. And so at some point, he just can't take it anymore. And Jimmy does something that to this day, he regrets every single day. And that is he got up and left his brother. He went through the brush down to where Bill and Edna were. And as soon as Edna saw him, she was mad at him. And she goes, what? You left Bobby up there? Come on. And so they turned around after about 60 seconds and went right back up. And when they got back, Bobby was gone. And at first, they're not like, oh my goodness, someone's abducted Bobby because there's no one on this road. They'd come up here and, and recognize that it's very remote, it's isolated, there's no cars that come through here, they hadn't heard anything. And so their first instinct was, okay, he probably got up, you know, and is behind a tree or you know, he walked down the hill over here or he's nearby. And so they're yelling for him, they're walking around, and no one's panicking yet. In fact, really, Edna was just annoyed with Jimmy that he had left, you know, Bobby, and that he's to blame right now, but it's just an inconvenience at this point. But after a couple of minutes, when they can't get Bobby to yell back where he is, they start to realize they might have a problem here. And so Edna becomes more panicked and she's yelling at the top of her lungs for her son. She's having her other two sons go look down by the water, go look over there, but there's no trace of him. And they can't believe it. It didn't make any sense because I mean, he's four, he's got no shoes on, they didn't hear anything. How could he be gone? But. He was gone. And so finally, after a couple of minutes, Edna rounded up her other two boys and they ran all the way back to the campsite where they got Mr. Pankman and they hailed the police and very quickly, a big search was launched up on that logging road. As soon as the police arrived, the first thing they did is they pressed Edna and the other two boys about what did you hear? You know, you had to have heard something. He was only 10 feet away from you, and he was within earshot of you, certainly. You know, what did you hear? Did a vehicle come through? Did you hear an animal? Did you hear anybody talking? And Edna and the other two boys, they swore that they heard nothing, that they're just as baffled by it as anybody else. And so the police really didn't have a good starting point of where Bobby could have gone. And in that area, there wasn't any, you know, steep drop-offs or obvious places that Bobby could have fallen into or gotten trapped. The water for the waterfall, it's not deep, it's this little tiny brook, you know, it's, it'd be difficult to drown in that little brook. So they just basically started fanning out in all directions, hoping they would, you know, find a piece of clothing or some other clue that would indicate where he went. After three days of searching that yielded nothing, they finally brought in a bloodhound to try to find him based on scent. And so they had the dog smell one of Bobby's shoes, and the dog immediately seemed to key in on his scent in the area where Bobby had gone missing. And the dog turns and starts running up the, the logging road away from the campsite, so farther into the forest, and it runs for almost two miles, and it never seems to waver. It's clearly picked up Bobby's scent, and it stops at this fork in the road about two miles away from where Bobby had gone missing, and it keys in on this one area right at the fork where there wasn't anything significant. It was just this bare patch of dirt. 
And so the police, they uncover the dirt a little bit. There's nothing there. They're looking around the area. That There's no indication that Bobby was ever here. So they give the scent back to the dog. And again, the dog just keeps tracking to this one section in this fork in the road. But they didn't know what to do with that information because there was nothing there. The search for Bobby was called off after seven days because they could not find anything. And so the lead investigator came out and did this press release where he basically said, we have no idea what happened to Bobby. However, we do think he was abducted. And his reasoning for this was pretty straightforward. Bobby was a young kid that had no shoes on in an unfamiliar forest, and he was only out of eyesight for two minutes. So how far could he really have gotten? Certainly not far enough that his family wouldn't have found him after those two minutes were up and they began looking for him. And so if you go down the abduction rabbit hole, you start with, okay, a person must have taken Bobby. But for a person to take Bobby, that means a person had to be in this area that was super isolated and remote and they hadn't seen anybody in the area and there were very few campers at the campsite. So realistically, if a person was gonna abduct Bobby, they had to have been planning it and had to have been hiding in the trees and were stalking this family until they got to that spot where Jimmy left Bobby and then this person you know, runs out of the tree line, runs over to Bobby, picks him up without Bobby making a sound, he muffles him and he runs away into the woods carrying this child all in a two minute window, which was a totally abrupt window. It wasn't like this obvious thing that Bobby was gonna be left alone. It looked like Jimmy was gonna be sitting there with him, which would have been a deterrent, you would think, if someone was trying to abduct Bobby. But nonetheless, this window presents itself and this person runs down and takes Bobby. It just seems like that person would need to be really fixated on Bobby, one. And there wasn't a clear reason for why anyone would be very fixated on Bobby or this family. And two, they would need to be very strong and quick and agile, more than the average person. So we're talking like a professional athlete level of agility and physical fitness. And so while it's certainly possible that a professional athlete had been stalking this family and then ran down in this tiny little window of time and stole Bobby away without getting detected and then evaded the law for seven days in the middle of the woods, while that's possible, it's pretty unlikely. And investigators reached this conclusion. They thought, you know, it, it does seem pretty unlikely that a person did this. So they moved on to animals and they said, okay, maybe a bear took Bobby. And so they brought out bear sniffing dogs to search the area for signs that a bear had been there and there hadn't been. And so they said, okay, maybe a cougar had been there. And so they brought out a cougar expert who looked around the area and there's no signs of a cougar in the area. Plus there was no blood anywhere around the area where Bobby had been taken. There was no drag marks where if a predator were to grab you, they would need to drag you away. There was no drag marks. So it seemed like, okay, the, the, the large predator theory also has problems with it. And so the next theory offered up was, well, maybe a giant eagle swooped down and picked Bobby up and flew him away which would account for why maybe it was quiet and there's no drag marks, there's no blood and why he's just gone. But that was when authorities said, okay, we clearly have no clue. And so that's why they gave the press release and basically said, we just, we just don't know. And so while we probably will never know what happened to Bobby, it does seem likely that something took him. And whatever that something was, it was intelligent, it was fast, it was strong, it was agile, and it had been watching that family because as soon as that two minute window presented itself where Jimmy was gone and Bobby was vulnerable, it swept in so fast that no one heard it, no one saw it, and it took Bobby somewhere and did something to him. And whatever it did, it probably wasn't good. Time and time. Smart. Bitcoin. Investment.
Bitcoin.com. What? Smart Bitcoin Investment.com. Oh, Smart Bitcoin Investment.com. That's where you look and figure out what the fuck is BTC. I know. What the fuck? Go there now. Download the app. Get all that shit. What's it called? Smart Bitcoin Investment.com. Smart Bitcoin investment.com get it get it get it get it get it get it hurry the fuck up get the fuck out of here go do it go get that app and then come back motherfuckers do it now bitches now bitches i'll slap you upside the head with some bitcoin get your ass over right now to that smart Bitcoin Investments website at smartbitcoininvestments.com. Hurry the freak up and get your buns over there. You'll be rocking it with all kinds of Bitcoin knowledge in no time. That's what I'm talking about. Slap you upside the head with some knowledge. That's good stuff.